This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. Hello, America, and uh, welcome to the program. Glad you're here. Well, we are just a few days away from the election. Donald Trump made an announcement yesterday. If you've already voted, you can change your vote. That is true. If there's anybody who voted early and went, holy cow, what have I done? You can change your vote. A very limited amount of states, yes. There are, there are but you states. can. But, but in some places yesterday, it was the end day for uh, one of the states. But you can change your vote if anybody... I can't imagine... Here, this is what I really want to start on. I cannot imagine anyone, anyone, who is voting for Hillary Clinton. Democrats, take the beam out of your own eye before you look at people like us and say, I can't believe you guys came up with Donald Trump. Well, may I just point out... You primaried the most corrupt person you could possibly find. Bernie Madoff may not be as corrupt as Hillary Clinton is. And I'll make that case right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. What got me started on this this morning is a story from George P. Bush. George P. Bush uh, says that his uncle, George W. Bush, may join his grandfather, George H.W. Bush, in voting for Hillary Clinton. Now, my response was the same that Jeffy just said, no way. And then I thought, you know what? I don't believe the Bushes would ever pull the lever for Donald Trump. I think they, uh, they are just, they, they, they are the antithesis of Donald Trump in the way they approach life. Not their policies or anything else, the way they approach life. Um. However, this is what the two-party system gives you. 
They're saying, I can't vote for Donald Trump. So you're going to vote for Hillary Clinton? Hillary Clinton is, I believe, and Pat, you're more of a historian on this. I believe, of course, you like Andrew Jackson. I believe that Andrew Jackson. <laughs> I don't know that I like him. I know, but you'll give him that. You'll cut him some slack. Yeah. Um, the two most corrupt presidents in our history. Would you agree? Grant and Jackson? Uh, yeah. Okay. We had a, we had a uh, scientist on yesterday and an American historian who is um, predicting that Donald Trump wins the election. And he said, this is the election of what, 1826? Was that the one with Quincy Adams? Was it yes. 26, 28? Yeah. Um, he said, this is the election with Andrew Jackson and John Quincy Adams. Now, I didn't know this until Pat told me Jackson yeah, actually Jackson, won that. Yeah, he he won the popular vote and the electoral college. He he was the only candidate to win both and not serve. How did that happen? As president, he uh, won the electoral college. He won the, the he, he didn't the, get to right. the required number, right. but he oh, had so, more electoral votes. All right, so and, in the popular electoral mm, college, if it was done by majority, but right, it's not. But it's not done by majority. But he won them both and still lost the presidency because it went to the House and they chose John Quincy Adams. So he won four years later. Uh, Jackson won. And, and here's the thing. Jackson um, could easily have gone in and said, hey, I'm, you know, uh, I'm the poorest poor man out there. And he was generally right. Uh, he, he did the same thing that Hillary Clinton said uh, when, you know, when they were coming in. Look, we, we're poor. We're still pulling, paying off our student loans and everything else. But Andrew Jackson was the first one to turn the presidency into a printing press. He's the first one that, because what he would do is he would take the Indian land, he would break all the treaties. Remember, he's the guy who took us from manifest, I'm sorry, he took us from divine providence to manifest destiny. And divine providence is humble yourself and fall in line with God and God will open up doors. Manifest destiny is get out of our way. God's on our side. So he took divine providence and then turned it to God's on our side. We are supposed to be conquerors and take this land. So he started breaking all of the treaties. It's why Daniel Boone uh, left, uh, or I mean, Davy Crockett, right? Yeah, Davy Crockett left uh, Washington and said, You can all go to hell. I'm going to Texas. He did that because we were breaking all of the treaties with the Native Americans. And what Jackson was doing was he was sending his own people out to survey the land. And he'd say, go out and quietly survey all of this reservation, this land of the Indians, because I have a feeling it's going to go up for sale. So he'd have all the land surveyed before anybody else. Then he'd line up investors and say, hey, you know, there might be some land available soon. Would you be interested in buying? So soon as soon as he revoked the treaty and that land became available, all of his friends, I mean, does this sound like Whitewater? All of his friends would gobble up the land and everybody would get rich. So, you know, you've ever seen a painting of uh, Andrew Jackson in front of that big estate, that big slave-owning mansion? He bought that 
after or during his presidency because he was rolling in the cash. Grant was also a very corrupt president. Only served one term, did he not? Uh, was it two terms? No, he, I think he was two term. Okay. Um, but he was, the, the story on him was that he was being used by all of the uh, big businessmen and they were all getting rich and convincing him that uh, this is just the way you do business in Washington. Hillary Clinton and her allies, John Podesta, et cetera, et cetera, they all know exactly what they're doing. And because we tolerated, um, and I think the only time we tolerated Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton rightfully was the time that they were on 60 Minutes in the Jennifer Flowers thing. And that was in 1992, right before the election. He was charged with having an affair with Jennifer Flowers, et cetera, et cetera. And America listened to them and they said, look, we had problems and we worked it all out. And that's when we did what we were supposed to do as Christians and go, okay, look, they've already addressed this in their own personal life. And it's between them and he's pretty much admitted it. And obviously he had admitted it to his wife. That's none of our business. And we moved on. But because of that, and they saw that they could get away with it and he was such a dirtbag, it led to more. Because we weren't just dismissing an affair. It ended up that I believe we were dismissing rape and a pattern of behavior that I don't think any of us really understood at the time. Whitewater, the same thing. We know that they were doing shady things at Hillary Clinton's law firm, and they were all getting rich on this. They were buying land cheap. They were steering you know, the, um, the progress, if you will, and getting rich off of insider trading. Because we excused that, when they got in, they did Travelgate, which was the same thing. They replaced the White House Travel Office, which is, is bipartisan. It's always there. They replaced them with their people so they could skim money off of the top and make their friends rich. We excused that. Because of that, we got the Lincoln Bedroom, where they were selling access and selling nights to stay in the White House. Because we excused that, we got, they were selling secrets and computers to the Chinese. Because we excused that, we got them selling the Secretary of State and uranium to the Russians. If we excuse what is going on now with Hillary Clinton, I cannot imagine what this country will be like. Barack Obama has already um, politicized the Department of Justice. I believe the FBI is currently fighting for its very life. It is fighting for justice right now, internal battles. And the battle is happening between the FBI and the Justice Department. The Justice Department is already bought and sold for, for the Democrats with Barack Obama. They staffed it. They politicized it. It is the Justice Department that is saying to the FBI, no, you don't need to look into the Clinton Foundation. The FBI agents are all saying, yes, we do. 
Apparently Comey, and I don't know what to believe about Comey, I'm going to remain neutral on him until, until everything comes out, if it ever does. But it's the Justice Department fighting with Comey and fighting with the FBI agents saying, you don't have to investigate, and they're saying, yes, we do. If Hillary Clinton gets into office, the FBI, you think Comey's going to last with what he just did? Comey's not going to last. Comey will be gone, or he'll shoot himself in the head and drag himself across the street. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It happens around the Clintons. Right. I, I don't know why people do that. Yeah. You know what? That is such bull crap, because Comey would have it never is. made it. Comey would have never made it. However, in the WikiLeaks um, uh, emails, and Stu, you've been following this closer than I have, so if you have a judgment on whether we can believe, because I'm not sure. I talked to an FBI agent uh, recently, and he said exactly what we were talking about, what, six weeks ago? That we are giving so much credibility to WikiLeaks now. We're not questioning any if it comes out from wikileaks it's true now i saw a lot of people saying that i know there are people saying that wikileaks has credibility that they've been right all along that they're they're all of a sudden big friends and big fans of julian assange and wikileaks and can i tell you something did you see roger stone who is quite possibly one of the most despicable people ever roger stone admitted yeah, I have I have real ties to WikiLeaks. Now I don't tell them what to do, and they don't tell me what to say, but I have good ties with WikiLeaks. Well, so wait a minute, hold it, just a second. Roger Stone, a, a, a Nixon Watergate guy, one of the guy who is responsible really for the term "dirty trickster." He is the dirty trickster when it comes to politics. He's in with WikiLeaks. We know that WikiLeaks has ties to Russia, and nobody seems to be questioning this stuff. But in, and now I go to quote them, in the WikiLeaks, one of the dumps was one of the emails, and I think it was from Podesta, was talking about how we have to, we have to get to John Roberts on Obamacare. Did you see that one? No, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it, 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 it doesn't say it, but it comes pretty close to saying... What do you have on John Roberts? We got to get to him. Now, it's been explained as that's where the outside pressure came, you know, where they were saying, you're going to destroy the Supreme Court, you're going to do all this. But the fact that he wrote an opposite opinion and apparently in the middle of the night with, with red eyes, puffy red eyes the next morning, He's changed his opinion. I've never been comfortable with that answer on the Supreme Court. Right. I did, I did hear somebody writing or read something that people were explaining it as that he was just being persuaded, essentially. Like they were, yes. the outside right. pressure was right. turning his opinion. I, and I, don't, I don't, and I have no evidence to say that it right. isn't, but just, I'm telling you, you won't be able to, you won't know. If, if Hillary Clinton is elected president of the United States, I will tell you that you won't be able to trust the FBI. You won't be able to trust our own government because it is bought and paid for with these guys. Now, I say the same thing in different ways with Donald Trump. 
my point on this with George W. Bush is how can a man who says he has values and principles say, I can't vote for Donald Trump. I got it. I got it. But then to turn and say, so I'm going to vote for Hillary Clinton is insane. Doesn't make any sense at all. Is insane. I mean, she it shows you're a true prisoner to the two-party system. True prisoner. Yeah. And I believe that of the Bushes. We have got to break the chain of the two-party system. And by the way, have you seen... Evan McMullen is going to be on today to explain his gayness. <laughs> and uh, his mom's. And his mom's gayness. He seems to be okay with his lesbian mom. <laughs> he hasn't even denounced her. He hasn't divorced her. Can you imagine He that? didn't strangle her. He seems to be okay. I mean, that is amazing. Yeah. But the charge call. that they were, I, I, I saw this. You should on, play that call from the white supremacist again because that was. And the, you know what's crazy? I watched the news yesterday. I was watching Fox and CNN. When they would play the clip of the white supremacist, both, both sides, none of them really concentrated on the fact that he was a white supremacist. Mm-hmm. CNN was like, it's a Trump supporter. No, he's a white supremacist why does this guy why is anyone even listening to this guy and instead they were taking it and they were saying well are people going to be are they going to be talking about uh, his gayness <laughs> it's a white supremacist it's unbelievable what we're doing a weird world oh my gosh it's one i don't understand at all nor do i care to Sponsor this half hour, Simply Safe. I met the founder of Simply Safe um, a few years back, and I, I absolutely love this guy and this company because it was started. It was started out of necessity. It wasn't started by somebody who said, "I want to make a lot of money." You know, let's go find a hole in the market and do this. There was something in his background that was different, and that is his grandfather, I think, helped win World War II. And someday I'll tell you about the things that he invented for the tank that helped win World War II. But so he had this from the beginning that we're an inventing family, and he wanted to do something great like his grandfather did. So he gets to, I don't remember if MIT or Harvard, and his friends, their houses, their apartments, their dorms are being robbed. Well, you can't put a security system into a dorm room. So he came up with Simply Safe, and he did it just for his friends. Well, that spread like wildfire, and that's when he realized, oh, my gosh, there's a market for this. And he made it, and he, I mean, it is top-of-the-line security. Everything from, um, you know, what is it, CO2 detection to fire detection to window glass break detection, motion sensor, everything. But you own it. And there's no contract, there's no wiring, there's no annoying salespeople, and it's $14.99 a month for the monitoring. And you can cancel at any time. SimplySafeBeck.com. Go there now, you'll get free shipping on your order and a free keychain remote worth 25 bucks. It's SimplySafeBeck.com. That's SimplySafeBeck.com. The Glenn Beck Program.
The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Sign up for the newsletter and get all the info you need to know at glennbeck.com. So there is a new poll out that shows that Hillary Clinton is not getting as many votes from the Democrats, percentage-wise, as Donald Trump is getting from the Republicans. So Donald Trump is more popular with the Republicans. So, so don't tell me it's about no, never-Trumpers, because he's outperforming Hillary Clinton with his own crowd. Hillary Clinton is behind with the Democrats. And isn't that according to Corey Lewandowski? On CNN, we actually have the audio. At some point, we can play it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Corey Lewandowski made that point. So, I mean, it, it, I certainly that's, that's, that's a respectable source for Trump supporters. Do you think that was, uh, according to him, because I haven't seen the survey he's quoting, um, is that new? Are you seeing, because I, I, I've been watching the news the last couple of days looking for um, evidence that her voters are turning away. And what I've seen is her enthusiasm is turning away. Which could hurt her. Yeah, there's two weird things that, two things explaining why the race is tightening. And it's not what you would normally think. You'd normally think people are going away from Hillary Clinton and they're going towards Donald Trump. What it seems to be is her enthusiasm is lowering, and, uh, but her percentage isn't necessarily dropping that much. The issue is more that Trump has come up, and that's typically come from other places, right. um, not necessarily from Hillary. They're still in, I think, Nevada, I think, or Arizona, 25% undecided how could you be undecided well we i are. guess you could we are yeah, yeah, we, we are, are. <laughs> we are you're right never mind surprise now i'm now i look at it that way i'm surprised it's so low 25 percent. back in just a second the glenn beck program mercury America, welcome to the program. So glad that you are here. I can't take President Obama telling me that Donald Trump is disrespecting the Constitution. I believe the world is officially upside down. 
As if, I mean, really? Really? Barack Obama is now suddenly constitutional? And I, and, and I can't take it from Republicans. I cannot take it from Republicans who are now saying, hey, we've got to uh, repeal and replace Obamacare. I can't take it. We told you from the beginning that this thing was set up to fail, to collapse. So you would get used to the government and they would put in so much structure that you'd never be able to get rid of it. And then when it failed, people would come back and say, well, we can't go back now. We've got to, and it will become single-payer health care. And anybody who tells me, oh, you know, we got to get Hillary Clinton in because of Obama. Yeah, we know what she's going to do. Single-payer health care. Same thing with Donald Trump. That is what he said. And if he's, he's now on this, well, we're going to do health savings accounts. Well, I hope that he's asleep while you do that. I hope that you have convinced him just to shut up and pay attention to something else while you do that. But I don't trust the Republicans to put that through at all. I don't either, especially when Trump said he didn't care if it cost him votes. The yeah. government would pay and make sure that everyone had health care. So, but let's say he does. Let's say he's there. Let's say that the GOP, because I've heard this from the highest levels of the GOP, in and out of office, in the GOP establishment and in the highest levels of the GOP in Senate and Congress, that they all really truly believe, Glenn, he doesn't care about anything. He's going to let us do it. Is he? Is he? Okay, well, let's say that that's true. So who's the architect behind this at the GOP? Mm. Who do I trust that is going to take care of this mm-hmm. so it goes back to a free market? Because you guys had the opportunity to do it and you didn't even make a gesture. You wouldn't even try. Think if the Republicans would have said, this is failing. It's going to fail. We have to get ahead of the curve. Stop the failure because your insurance rates are going to go through the roof by the time this guy leaves office or shortly thereafter. Think about the credibility that they would have now. We've been saying that. Mm -hmm. The American people have been saying that. We saw this coming. They wouldn't even make a gesture of doing it. Why should we believe them now? Would you trust to be the architect in the Republican Party? Mike Lee. Yeah. That'd be a good start, Mike Lee. I mean, you know, look, this is, uh, it's, there's no, there's nothing here that comes out of this positive, right? I mean, like we could say, you know, there's no way this gets improved. Uh, it is, uh, it's, if anything, it's going to get worse. I mean, because this, you know, both sides have the same argument. I mean, it's tough to both have. Both sides this. are progressive. I mean, right. and I'm talking about the parties. I'm not talking about the individuals. Right. Look, you have to understand The politicians don't want to do anything that cuts their power. By them having access to your control of your health, it gives them the ultimate power. It gives them the ultimate power to tell you what to eat, how to exercise, how to live, where to live, what the air quality has to be, what your business has to do, how many hours you work, where the food deserts are. It also allows them to get kickbacks from the insurance companies, from the pharmaceutical companies. They make money. They make power. There's, there's no interest. There's zero interest in Capitol Hill 
of getting rid of Obamacare. They'll change it, but they'll only change it, depending on who's on, in power, to, to benefit that particular group, not you. And they won't, they won't repeal it. No. And this is what's, it's not gonna, what's so disturbing about this election, because I, you know, I, I, the election for me ended when the, the good candidates were, were, were oh, no yeah. longer part of it. Like, this is just, at this point, these two candidates, I don't, I, who cares? My issue, my, my, my fear watching this is not that we get uh, a lot of people who call in and say, hey, you know what, look, Trump, you know, I know he has all these problems and, and he's bad, but I'm going to vote for him. I expect that. And, and I think that's a very typical way to respond. I think a large portion of, portion of this audience is reacting that way. What I'm concerned most about is the ability for people who are on the right side, on the conservative side, to make excuses for the things Trump is doing. If you want to have Trump as a president and you want to make arguments to me that, well, well, you know what, when it comes down to it, he won't do those things or we'll stop him from doing those things. Why aren't you holding him accountable now? Go back and look at the people who are supporting Donald Trump right now. If you were any, uh, any journalist who felt like doing this would be an interesting study. And look at the, com- the difference in commentary between uh, Barack- when Barack Obama was trying to pass a $787 billion stimulus and now Donald Trump trying to pass a trillion-dollar stimulus, a larger one, uh, for infrastructure. Look at the difference. I mean, it, it so would make – I would feel fine. I mean, I would feel much better about this if people were calling up all the time and saying, we've got to stop Donald Trump from doing this. But still, he's better than Hillary Clinton. But the huge focus on the – we've got to stop him. He's doing all these things, giveaways to, uh, you know, hey, mat- free maternity leave, free child care. That's $680 billion. Another trillion-dollar stimulus he's proposing. He says he's going to pay for health care because uh, – and he doesn't care if it costs him Republican votes. You can't excuse those activities and then expect him to not do them when he becomes president. You have to call him out in advance. You have to do it beforehand. And they aren't. You have to pressure him. And none, no one's doing anything to, to call this guy out and hold him accountable now. Well, here's making that. No one's excuse what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. Um, people, he'll get in, and then the people will say, um, You're just, you, know, oh, you want the Democrats to win? No, no. I don't want that to pass. Well, what are you? So you're with Harry Reid? No, no, I'm not with Harry Reid. That it'll it will continue. The left, the the person that's against it, will just change from Hillary Clinton to whomever, Nancy Pelosi, Harry Reid. It will become another boogeyman, and so people will defend what he's doing. Look, you got to get on board. I I know, but but after, it's not going to get better. No, and what will happen is, if indeed you do moderate him, which I don't think you're going to be able to because of his daughter, especially with the Supreme Court, the ones he listens to, his daughter, he listens to his daughter. You think his daughter, who is a friend of Chelsea Clinton and hanging out in that New York circle. And a registered Democrat. And a registered Democrat. You think she's not going to come into the office and say, Dad, you cannot have our name. Dad, what is wrong with you? You're not going to nominate Mike Lee. You're not going to put this guy on who's going to repeal Roe versus Wade. No. He's not going to do it. He's no. just not going to do it. Anyway, um, but maybe he will. Maybe, maybe you know, yeah. lollipops will rain from the sky. Maybe he will, and that would be a great scenario. And if he does, I will be the first to say I was absolutely wrong. Um, however... When you, get into, when you get into this, with both of them, right now, let's say Hillary wins. Right now, 
People are saying, I will never unite with anybody who is against Donald Trump. Okay, all right, okay. Well, what does that mean if we try to stand together to stop the Republicans or the Democrats from doing damage? I will stand, Abraham Lincoln said, I will stand with a man as long as he's standing in the right. The minute he leaves that space, I, I, I don't stand with him. But I'll stand with any man. When they're standing in the right place, I'll stand with them. When they vacate that space, I don't stand with them anymore. So I, anybody who wants to come up and say, hey, we've got to stop uh, a, a universal health care package that's proposed by Hillary Clinton, I don't care how you voted. I don't care how you voted. Yeah, okay, I'll stand with you. Let's do it. Let's do it. If it's now, if that's Hillary Clinton, maybe we have a chance of holding together the Republicans because the Republicans all hate Hillary Clinton. So maybe, but you know, there are going to be people inside that'll say, you can't stand with him. Well, I'll stand with you. It doesn't matter because I'm against that. The question is, you'll have Democrats that, that Donald Trump if he gets what he promised on the campaign trail early before he was on teleprompter of universal health care, single-payer universal health care, if he gets that and he's starting to go down that road, I believe you will have some Republicans saying, no, no, no. The consistent Republicans will say, no, we cannot have this. The Republican GOP, the party, will torpedo those people and say, look what they're trying to do. They're trying to take away your health care. They don't care about sick babies and your children. I wonder if you can get some Democrats who will also say no, but their only reason for saying no is because it's not their idea. Because that's what happened with Barack Obama and Mm -hmm. Obamacare. All the Republicans were against him. All of them were against it. But they really weren't. You know now, they really weren't. They were just only against it because it was the Democrats' art, uh, architecture. They wanted their architecture. That's why they're saying repeal and replace. I have no problem with repeal. What I have a problem with is replace. The government has no place in my health care choices. Zero. I replace it with the Constitution. The only thing the government should be doing is removing regulation that prevents the free market. From- that, but that's not replacing. No. That's, remo- that's, that's removing. That's repeal and remove. Yeah. Just allow, just allow a competition state to state and you're going to fix you're a lot of fix the problems. You're going to fix a ton of it. You're yeah. going to fix a ton of it. People are, I mean, I had Keith walked in yesterday and he just came up and he said, I'm getting calls from all of my uh, family from all over the country. I just want to say... Thank you for the health care. Because we've worked a year. I remember having a meeting a year ago. And you remember this during health care around this time. And I said, look, guys, it's going to go through the roof. And I'll try for this company. The most important thing. I, this is what I said to the people that are selling us the insurance. The two things that are important to me and that millennials don't care about it. But the two things that are important to me is that we have a good place to work where we're decent to each other and health care. Because I had a child born with complications. And I remember standing in the ICU. I was 19 years old. 
And I remember standing in the ICU next to a preemie who was so delicate, they had ropes around the, the incubator that you couldn't go close to and you couldn't talk or even cough because if you were right close to her, she was so delicate that if you spoke loudly, it could collapse her lungs. I mean, it was like that. And I remember it was two kids, 17, it might have been 15, but 17, 18 years old. And I remember the look in their eyes, and especially his eyes. They were overwhelmed. But one of the reasons why they were overwhelmed, they had no insurance. And I, I've, I've never forgotten that because I happened to be working for Eden's Broadcasting and, and Gary Eden's, who was the best in healthcare. I didn't pay a dime for the healthcare that Mary got. And I've never forgotten that. And you got to take care of that. Too many companies are willing just to throw in the towel and say, whatever, you're on your own. No, we've got to find a way. And if it's health savings accounts, it's health savings accounts. But the government won't allow me to do it. Look, look, I have health savings accounts. I'm trying to get millennials to care about their health savings accounts. Okay, Right now, um, you have a health savings account. If I put $5,000 and make a $5,000 deductible, so you have to pay the first $5,000 of your medical bills, and I give you $5,000 a year in a health savings account, plus I give you the catastrophic insurance, so anything over $5,000 is completely 100% taken care of, that saves me as a company a ton of money. I can get that. But to get people to care... I want to be able to free that money up at the end of the year and say, spend it on bubble gum at the end of the year if you want. Mm-hmm. The government won't let me do that. Now, why? Because if I can get you to say you can have a free vacation, you're going to do the best shopping for your health care possible. That's what the government is trying to stop, to get you to care on the price of things. Here's our sponsor this half hour. It is Casper. How'd you sleep last night? If you'd like a better night's sleep, get a Casper mattress and get the best sleep you've ever experienced. Casper mattress. I love it. Pat loves his. Decide to try it out for 100 nights. If you don't love it as much as we do, return it. All you do is you call them up. They come and they pick the mattress up. They refund every penny. Try one at home for 100 nights and they'll refund everything if you don't love it, but you're going to love it casper.com use the promo code beck at $50 off the purchase of your mattress terms and conditions do apply it's casper.com try it now $50 off the purchase of your mas- uh, mattress casper.com promo code beck this is the glenn beck program mercury We're so glad that you tuned in today. Thank you so much for listening. Um, In watching all of the uh, poll results, you know, where it it appears to me, and Stu helped me out on this, it appears to me that where everyone went wrong last time with Barack Obama on the polls 
is that they were looking at the national polls and not the statewide polls, right? Yeah, the national polls with Romney and Obama were pretty close, even at the end. You know, point, point and a half. Right. Uh, but it wound up being over four points right. by the end. But it, it, from what I understand, it was the reason why um, it, it appeared to be so wrong is because the state polls really are a reflection of the electoral college. Mm-hmm. And the state polls are much more accurate on what's going to happen to the election. Do you agree with that? Especially in a, in a highly polled environment, yes. Okay. So can you give us the latest polls when we come back sure. and show us not only the national polls, but also the state polls, and then take us through the electoral college? Sure. When we come back, stand by. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Hello, America. It is time to look at the election by the numbers. It is now starting to really count. How is this thing going to play out? The numbers are changing, and they're changing not exactly in Hillary's favor. We go there right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program, 2016, election by numbers. All right, Stu has the election by the numbers uh, for us. And the Electoral College is really what counts, but let's start with the national polls. Uh, yeah, the national polls are we're showing a definite tightening uh, of the race. Uh, and oh, have we seen any? I have yet to see any big, substantial bump from Comey. Uh, you know, there's been some evidence of it. For example, there was a poll a lot of people are citing, um, uh, Trump fans are citing, that had Trump up seven in North Carolina. Now, to put that in perspective, he had lost basically every poll for your entire month in a state that is an absolute must win for him. So he, that's how poorly he had been doing in the polls in, in North Carolina. Poll came out, had him up seven in North Carolina. Is 14-point swing? I mean, well, yeah. No, I mean, it wasn't a seven-point lead for Hillary. It was okay. a, a three-, four-point lead on okay, average okay. for Hillary. Uh, and then a seven-point. But that's only one poll, right? There's another poll that came out last night that had Hillary Clinton up eight in Florida. So, oh my gosh. again, like, I, I, I tend to think both of those polls are probably wrong at the perspective of the race. I think... Um, what we're seeing in the national polls, um, you know, uh, ABC came out with a poll today, uh, had it uh, tied. That's post um, uh, post Comey. Uh, now, that's been this tracking poll that had Hillary Clinton up 12 when they launched it and has moved all the way back. Uh, yesterday was actually plus one for Trump and has now moved back to even uh, today. Uh, Pew had a, uh, a, a, a poll out, had Clinton up six. 
Uh, Clinton plus three from the Google conserva- uh, consumer surveys, which is they've been pumping these polls out, and they're a little bit differently done. Uh, but nothing so far that has showed huge movement. The USC LA Times poll, which has been the one that's loved Trump the entire time, has one of his larger leads, which is plus uh, six now um, uh, for Trump. So there, we've seen some movement. Clearly the race has tightened. Um, uh, the 538 model is uh, one of the ones we talk about often here. Now has Donald Trump up to about a 30% chance of winning, which at one point was as low as, uh, I mean, very recently, Who as had low this? as 12 or 13%, Who's 538. 538. The New York Times model has not moved much. Uh, it's still in the high 80s, which it was in the low 90s. So what, has, What's Princeton's? Is that still in the 90s? Uh, 90s. Yes, it's they still had in the a 90s. 99, I think, right? Well, I will tell you, I, I saw... Um, I saw Frank Luntz on uh, Fox last night, and Frank, who I think gets it, um, and now everybody is calling him, you know, a sellout now oh, because he's not saying course. what, you know. Shut up. He's a pollster. He's a guy who I think has his so ear to the ground, um, and he Ugh. said he doesn't think any of the national polls make a difference at all. He said he's watching Arizona, Colorado. North Carolina, and there might have been a fourth one. Mm-hmm. Um, he said those three are the only ones to really watch. He said he's got to win everything. You know, he's got to win Ohio. He's got to win Florida. He's got to win that. But he's got to take. Uh, he's got to take those states. If he doesn't take those states, one of those states, he can't make it. Right. And you know, what we forget sometimes is that national polls are made up of state polls. Right. There are right. people in states who are voting. That's how national polls are conducted. So there is a relationship between them. If you see national polls tighten and you haven't yet seen state polls tighten, that's probably because there haven't been enough state polls. Eventually, they will show the same types of movements uh, that the national polls happen. Very rarely. Like, Utah has been kind of an example of this, where, like, Evan McMullen is at 30% in Utah and he's not 30% anywhere else. Um, Occasionally, states are really out of step. um, But the movement would still happen. If Trump... And this is why I've been saying that McMullen probably won't – almost impo- it's almost impossible for McMullen to, quote-unquote, cost Trump the election. Uh, because if McMullen loses Utah, it's going to be in an environment that's favorable to Trump, that Trump has done well enough that he's not in, in need of, of those particular electoral votes because he, he will wind up winning it in the House if it's that close anyway. Um, and, you know, so if it's a bad environment for Trump, then McMullen probably will win Utah. Um, so I, it's, it's a bizarre thing, but these things all move in conjunction. They're not unrelated, so you have to watch both. I think you can learn things from the trends. Um, but this is kind of the way that – I think this is the easiest way for you to look at this election. Okay? You have a situation where you, he, he, obviously Donald Trump has to win every Republican state. right? Like There's states like Texas that have shown close polling. He's, he's going mean, to win. He, I think he's going to win Texas easily, um, and he has to, right? That absolute guarantee. Any state that you have heard somebody mention as a swing state, Donald Trump also has to win. So these states that we talk about as swing states, you hear all the time, Iowa, um, uh, Florida, Arizona, uh, North Carolina, all those states he just has to win. So if, you, if he loses any of those swing states, he's lost. Again, there are possible exceptions to this, but it's almost that clear cut. So all the red states, all the toss-up states, then he's got this wall right here that we have in this lean Democrat column. He needs to pick off something from this wall. So he has to win all the leaning Republican, all the toss-up states, Mm -hmm. 
and he has to get something from the leaning Democrat. That's why that's why Frank that makes, is that's watching really Colorado because that's leaning Democrat. Yeah, New Hampshire probably. New Hampshire, Nevada. That's Nevada. Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Right. So you give. Let's go. We'll, we'll go through this, and we'll give. Uh, you know, the, the this everything we have in the toss up. We'll give to Donald Trump, which is uh, Florida, Ohio, North Carolina, uh, Iowa, Nevada. The, uh, Utah is in there as well. Uh, um, the second congressional district of Maine is is actually wind up be very interesting because Trump had led it by double digits at times, and he has, now seems to be behind. Even in recent polling, seems to be behind in that second district. It's only oh. one electoral vote, but it very well can make the difference uh, between 269 and 270 for Donald Trump, um, which is uh, makes it kind of interesting. So if you leave all these all these things behind, Donald Trump's got to pick out one of these states: Colorado, New Hampshire, Nevada, uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, or Pennsylvania. Now, none of those he is uh, a favorite in, <laughs> to say the least. Probably his best chance right now is Colorado, which but he's still mid single digits behind there five points five six points um so that's it's a you know it's a it's a tough thing to overcome what does pennsylvania look like right now uh high single digits mainly but some polling has showed it closer uh seven eight um some people there's been a poll or two that has showed it uh close he was just he was just campaigning this week in michigan is does he have a shot there yeah i mean he has a shot it's not uh it's it's not his best shot um but he has got a shot there he's uh michigan has People, um, Michigan has better demographics uh, for him than Pennsylvania does even. Um, and a lot of people t- obviously talk about Pennsylvania more as a swing state. I mean, Pennsylvania hasn't really shown itself to be a swing state in this election so far. There's only there's been a handful you know, of polls that have showed it close within three points. But most polls have showed it high single digits to low double digits throughout this campaign. But we're getting closer and closer right now. The problem here is... If you look at, I mean, again, let's take the New York Times analysis, which, again, is I, I consider it to be uh, negative for Trump. Uh, it's one of their, their uh, model has it, Hillary Clinton as an overwhelming favorite. But they break this down in an interesting way. You have all the swing states uh, and states that Trump might have to win. If you just give the states that are over 90 percent uh, favorites for Democrats, give those to Hillary Clinton. Pennsylvania is 94 percent for, Dem- for Democrats. Virginia, 98%. Uh, Wisconsin, 92%. Uh, New Hampshire is 90% chance for Hillary Clinton to win it. That leaves you with one way for Donald Trump to win, which is to sweep everything else. Florida, Ohio, North Carolina, Colorado, Iowa, and Nevada. So, again, he's, Florida, he's, this he's the underdog down. in almost all those states. Could this night be over with the, re- with the returns of North Carolina? Oh, yeah. If he loses North Carolina, it's over. Over now, I, I am I am of the belief that he will either win it or it will be so close that uh, it it won't be over quickly. And like they'll be very hesitant, you know, with their Al Gore uh, history, the networks will be very hesitant to call states like North Carolina uh, and Florida early because either one of those states, if he loses, it is over. And those are East Coast uh, states, and you know, these they also have. A, the, uh, the incentive to not embarrass themselves again by getting one of these early calls wrong, and B, the incentive of keeping the drama alive. I mean, if they call Florida at 15 minutes after the polls close, everyone's going to turn off their TVs. Yes. Um, so I doubt that's going to happen um, at all. Well, I don't think close. anybody's going to be making any, any rash moves on election night because they know that anything that looks hinky is going to be questioned for all time. We've learned from, uh, hopefully, we've learned from 2000. 
double check, triple check, wait, wait, wait. There's no reason to be the first to call a state. There's no reason anymore. No, because, I mean, someone on the Internet has probably called it before you anyway. Yeah. Uh, and uh, beyond that, now you just are risking it. Mm-hmm. But again, we have, we're in an environment where 30 million people approximately have already voted. Um, you know, we expect the vote to be between 120, 130 million probably by the end of this. Um, but again, that's a pretty high percentage. You're, you're, you know, it's getting up there. Um, you can, by the way, we can talk about this, change your vote in a few states. I think it's four or five states. You can actually change your vote, Wisconsin being one of them. Is, and that was the pitch Donald Trump was making yesterday. Hey, if you voted for Clinton and before this FBI thing, you can go change your vote, um, which is actually true in a few states. Uh, but, it, you know, again, you get to the point where Donald Trump has to do everything right, uh, has, to be, has to be perfect through these states uh, and sweep them all, then add on something from the Democrat column. You have to assume, and this is why you want to look at this the positive way, he's going to win all the Republican states because of this FBI thing. Anything that was in question like Texas, he's going to win. The swing states, he's close in all these swing states. There's no reason to believe he can't win them. There's, there's not one he's behind by seven or eight points. Okay, so let's go through. I want to take a break, and then let's come back to the Electoral College. You tell us the, the uh, state polls, and let's start moving the Electoral College, and let's start and give him the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. And, and, and see where we end up. Sure. Okay, we'll do that in a second. Uh, first, this. Your company's success is determined by the people that you hire. And finding the right job candidate is really tough. That's why we use ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post 100-plus job sites with one click. Social media networks, Facebook, Twitter, all with a single click. This is made for the small businessman. I mean, huge corporations use it as well, but the small businessman is the one this, I think, that this is really made for because I, I run a small business and we are always shorthanded. And I don't have, you know, give that to the gigantic HR department to find some. No, we're looking for it. We're looking to fill that job. So I need some place that I can write up my uh, job requirements, post it with one click everywhere. And then they have the um, uh, interface that you get, and it sorts through everybody that is out there in the entire universe that is looking for a job like yours. But then the ones that specifically are responding to you come in in a different place, and then you can sort them and rate them and hire the right person fast. Right now, if you're looking to uh, hire somebody at work, ZipRecruiter would like you to try them for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. See what I'm talking about. See why a million businesses now nationwide are using ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Mercury. program all right we're at the electoral college with Stu, basing this off of uh the state polls the the most reliable state polls uh and we're gonna give the we'll be the don't do it just on well go ahead do it just on state polls and if we disagree we'll say pull that one off to the side 
Uh, okay. I mean, there's a lot of states that are very close uh, right and now. And we'll, we'll make the call on that. Let's give okay. Donald Trump the benefit of the doubt on all of these. Okay, so we'll give uh, Donald Trump Georgia, um, which is... Oh, cool. give, me the, give me the poll numbers. Okay. Can you do that? Uh, I can. It's just uh, uh, average poll, 50 to 45 Trump. So five points ahead in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Easy, give it to him. Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, there have been polls that, you know, the most recent poll came out was Trump plus one. But overall, there's been some good results for Trump as well. Generally, he's been, the it, preponderance like, of polls have been in his favor. Yeah, we have that in the lean Republican category. Yeah, give uh, it to him. Okay, then we'll go to, uh, let's go to, I'm trying to get some of the easy ones out of the way. Uh, Iowa uh, is uh, a state that we I think you can give to Trump if you have a gun to your head. Um, I, Iowa is... Uh, Sixty percent probability. You sit down. And you sit down. You look at those things, and I'll okay. I'll move them. Okay. So Georgia, again, this is a straight. This should, these are all toss-up states. Yeah, I know. This We're going to give Georgia and Iowa. Um, well, Texas. That, that, We're going to give Texas. Yeah, those lean Republican states are all going to give to Trump. So Georgia, Iowa, Texas, Indiana, Indiana, uh, uh, Nebraska, the second uh, uh, congressional district, and Alaska, which, by the way, the polling is very close in Alaska. In fact, Hillary Clinton actually won a poll there uh, and has only been down one or three points in two other polls for, that have recently... I find that hard to believe. I do as well. But, I mean, we're just going to do give that. Give it to anyway. him. Uh, Missouri uh, is, is a lean Republican state. We'll give that to him for sure. Uh, so then you've got Arizona, which is uh, seen as a swing state. I think, to me, that state would go, is going to go to Donald Trump. Um, you have the uh, polls, latest polls? Yeah, I'm just uh, pulling them up as we go. Uh, Trump uh, is uh, two points ahead in the average polls there. I'll give that to him. Um, but we'll give him, we'll give him that. Ohio. Uh, Ohio is a pure swing state, uh, really, um, uh, although Trump has had some good polling there. He's up by a little bit over a point in uh, Ohio. Uh, most recent polls have him. He's won. I think it's blue collar. I think. I think he wins. I think he wins Ohio. I think he wins Ohio too. Okay. Again, gun to my head. North Carolina. Um, uh, North Carolina. Let's see. Let's give this one. This one really depends on the African American turnout. Yeah, and this has been. You know, if you're. You know, if you're looking for Trump to win this thing, it, this is a positive because African Americans are not turning out like they did for Barack Obama right. straight out. So her her natural advantage there is not working um, in, in a turnout. Let's say fashion. we give it to him. Give that to Trump now. Give him. I will say the average poll there, he's still behind, um, uh, but he did win a poll. Um, How far behind is he? Let's see. Average poll there uh, is almost exactly a tie, 47.9 to 47.8. Okay, I'm going to leave it in his column, but we're going to set it off to the side just to say this is a real dangerous one. Yes, I okay. think. Yeah, very dangerous. Um, okay, we're going to give him that. Main, uh, second district. Uh, main, second district is interesting. Again, he was up double digits there a while ago. Uh, it has come back. The most recent polling has shown Clinton ahead by four or five. Do you have more than one poll saying that? Uh, I think two polls have said that Clinton is ahead. However, what I would say, you know, he was winning this before. You think with the FBI, I think he him. comes Let's back give and it wins to that. Florida. Um, all right. Florida. Let's see. That's red. Florida's, again, pure swing state. I mean, to make a prediction here is crazy. Um, uh, but uh, the average poll is 47.9 to 47.8. Same exact thing. Trump has won a couple polls there. Uh, Clinton won a poll last night by eight, which I don't really believe. Uh, but I would say, I mean, you can I'm going to put it, it up Trump. here with North Carolina. Yeah, it's very. I mean, okay, Utah. State. Utah. I mean, I would say Trump's the favorite there. Um, I'm sure Evan McMullen will come on in a few minutes and tell us that's not true. 
Uh, but, I, I mean, like you think, if things are, if we're being positive for Trump, he's going to wind up uh, keeping Utah. What do you think about this, this smear on him by the white supremacist and, and others? Because I think Clinton has done this as well. They're smear, everybody's smearing him, trying to get him knocked out. Um, what do you think, Pat, you might know, how is this smear that Evan McMullen is gay when he's not gay and really mm-hmm. how is this going to how's this going to play i don't i don't think it will i i think i think, you think people, it'll backfire uh, i i think what was going to happen is going to happen anyway I, and and a big I, factor i'm not sure i don't think it'll be a factor at all you give it to you give utah to trump you probably in the end okay. I, I think it'll be really close and i think evan i think he'll do well but he probably won't win it okay uh then let me go to lean Let's go to Colorado. Uh, do we do Nevada? Uh, Nevada? Oh, Nevada, we still have Molino. Okay, Nevada. Yeah. Nevada, he's got to win, basically. I know, he's got to win. Um, uh, where, do you, so, where is the poll? The polls right now have, uh, let's see if that lead is still holding for Hershey. Uh, uh, a very slight lead uh, for Hillary Clinton. Average poll, 46.8 to 46.1. I mean, again, you can't really take yeah, win that. that. It's the battle of... win that the, easily. You could win that easily. If we're giving him the benefit let's of the him. doubt, let's, let's give, him. Uh, let's give it to that. him. Let's give it to him. I so, won't even put that in the question category. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is where this is where you end. So right now we've because we've given him every single state that's been questionable. What you have now is an election that's two seventy two to two sixty six for Hillary Clinton. She's still over the two hundred and seventy wow. electoral votes. She's still over the two. This is why he's wow. off one of these states. That's why he has to win Pennsylvania probably or Pennsylvania, Colorado, Colorado, Colorado would get him there too. New Hampshire. New Hampshire gets him to 270. He could do it with New Hampshire. He's not going to win Maine. New Hampshire. No, I mean, it does not He's look not. good for him there at the moment. No. All right, well, we're going to come back to those and find a state that we think he can win. Coming up. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. There's a couple of things that uh, that we're doing, uh, and one of the things that you've been hearing, um, if, if anybody says that Glenn Beck has changed, yeah, in some ways I have. I haven't changed my principles, but I have, I've, I'm trying to live m- more closely to them and trying to, um, trying to make my companies live closer to my principles. A couple of years ago, I had somebody in my company tell me that uh, nobody gives an F about my effing principles. Uh, and I realized, wow, I've got the wrong person running my company. Um, and so I've changed my company and, uh, and I'm trying to get back to, and we've had this conversation on the air. I think everybody has to decide in the coming years, are you going to focus on doing good or focus on doing well. And you could choose either way. doesn't matter. But I'm choosing to try to do good in hopes that you can do good and do well. Um, but you're going to be faced with what, what 
is really important to you because we're all going to be living on the edge, I think. And I think doing good is going to be more important. So we've been focused on Mercury One. This week we are moving, I think it's this week, the 4,000th Christian to safety um, out of Iraq and Syria, which is remarkable, just remarkable. And thank you for that. Um, the, um, the other thing that we're doing, we launched uh, today, and I'll be telling you more about it, is I believe that we are the solution. I believe that we are the ones that are going to fix this. It's, when I'm going in to vote, the reason people don't understand, you know, how could you possibly not vote for one of these two? Because I believe they're both corrupt. Yeah, well, you have to vote for somebody that's going to win. Yeah, and you know who's going to win? The American people. The American people might be led by really bad people, but if someone says, you're going to get it right, it's going to be okay, we're going to make it, and we're going to make it because we've never lost each other and we've never lost who we are, then we'll make it. We have been arguing about the VA and trying to get the government to do something about the VA, and I don't think the government is going to do jack about the VA. Have you seen the Democrats or the Republicans really, really stand up and willing to risk everything to stand up for the veterans with the VA? No. The VA, here's how they're going to fix it. They're going to repeal and replace Obamacare and put us all into a VA, and then we'll all be equally miserable. Instead of saying, hey, let's free up the hands of our veterans and let them go into the private sector, instead of doing that, we're putting everybody else into the VA. So I have um, I've encouraged my staff to do good. And uh, 1791 has just started something for the veterans. Uh, First of all, everything I think is 20 percent off for the month of November and 30% of everything that is sold is going to uh, a veterans program that helps the veterans who are either close or on the streets, close to homelessness or on the streets. Uh, and 1.4 million are already on the streets. We've also partnered with them to help you hire a veteran. There's a great program that takes all of the risks out for you. We're also doing something where you buy one, we give one. So you buy um, a pair of nice jeans or a shirt or a jacket or whatever, and we give a homeless veteran one. We're trying to get them through our donations into a program to where they can retrain for jobs and, and, um, and go for good job interviews and then secure that job. But a lot of them just need basic things like clothing. So buy one, get one. Also, uh, the jackets. We, it's cold. It's getting colder. And we, are, we have made jackets for them. Um, and uh, you can buy one, but we're asking you just to buy one and donate it right to the veterans that are homeless. You can check this all out at 1791.com slash veterans. Uh, and it happens this month. And it's a good deal for everybody. And even if you decide not to buy anything from us, we hope that what we're doing will inspire you to do something for the veterans. Veterans Week, Veterans Day is next week. 
And while we're all uh, concentrating on politics, we would ask that you would uh, spend some time thinking about the veterans. You can go to uh, glennbeck.com and read more about it or 1791 uh, slash veterans. And I want to show Pat, because he didn't believe me yesterday. He said, where did you get your great Canadian sweater? This is, um, and you know what's weird? Anybody from the, uh, that's not from the West doesn't understand this sweater. They're like, what, what, where did you get that sweater? My wife does, has never even seen a sweater like this. These are Canadian, I don't even know what they're called, but they're Canadian sweaters. And I grew up with these sweaters. I love these sweaters. And Pat said, that's Ralph Lauren. And I said, no, it's a Canadian sweater that 1791 is selling. We partnered with this company in Canada. And so, Pat, here's your Canadian sweater. Really? Yes. You didn't believe me that you no, could I get didn't. it from us. Wow. And now, I, so you know I have nice. one because ha- the you. warehouse is here. That so there you go. Awesome. It's a great sweater. So I thought you just slapped one of our labels over the top of a Ralph Lauren, but that's <laughs> no. not what you did. It's beautiful, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. I, it's really we, nice. We worked on that really nice. like a year ago or 18 months ago. I mean, if you were to buy this from Ralph Lauren, oh my gosh, five or six hundred dollars? No, it'd be more than that. Thousand? Yeah, it'd be about a thousand dollars. I bet it'd be over eight hundred dollars. Um, I, I we we worked on that about a year ago, and that was sitting in somebody's office. And I said, and the guy from Tim from 1791 happened to be around the corner and he had put that over a chair. And I walked into the office and I'm like, oh my gosh, whose sweater is that? That's the greatest sweater I've ever seen. I love that sweater. She's like, I don't know. Somebody just walked in. She was new. It was like her second day. Somebody just walked in and put the, put it on my, on the chair. I don't know who it is. And I said, well, you see them again, tell them that don't leave it around or I'm stealing their sweater. (laughs) I had forgotten that it, Tim came in right then, and he's like, oh, did you see the sweaters came in? I'm like, oh, my gosh. At least hand my taste is considered. Yeah, it's hand done. Oh, that would be it's a great be a fortune. Yeah, it's a great sweater. 1791, wow. help a vet this month. Okay, Stu, we have New Hampshire, Colorado, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin up on the board. Yes. He uh, has to win one of these states. Yeah, so a couple things. We gave, again, every single swing state, every single right-leaning state, everything has been given to Trump. That leaves the map. Even, even those that are virtually tied. Virtually tied, we gave, we gave to everything to Trump. Everything to Trump. So he still is behind. 272 to 266 is the way this map okay. currently looks. Now, we have five states in the lean Democrat. This is what you would call Hillary Clinton's firewall, right? Like, she, she can't let anything get, penetrate this column which is the lean Democrat column. So yeah. If she loses, let's say Pennsylvania comes out at, you know, 9 o'clock, and it looks like it's going to Donald Trump, is it pretty close to being over for her? Uh, she has a lot of different pathways. I mean, she could lose, theoretically, Pennsylvania and still win. The issue is, if she loses Pennsylvania, what everything else, else is, is breaking against her, too, correct. and she's toast. Correct. Um, so, yes, I would so- say... Are those percentage? Are those numbers on the right? The percentage he has to win that state. Yeah, so I put the probability. This is according to five thirty eight of their chances to win. Now five thirty eight again is the most optimistic model for Donald Trump. What they give uh, in wow. order of uh, possibility for him to pick off this one of these states: New Hampshire twenty seven percent, Colorado twenty six, Pennsylvania twenty two percent, Michigan and Wisconsin are right around twenty one percent. The issue here is t- twofold. You can look at this two ways. One, a positive way of looking at it is. He needs to win one of five states, and all of these states give the probability of about one in five for him to win. They're all around 20%. So in theory, you'd say each one of these states, he has a one in five chance. There's five states he only needs to win one. 
So that's kind of a positive way of looking at it. If we get down to this, this is where the this will give credence to the argument of a stolen election. Unless oh. each of these states, hang on, unless each of these states has a wide margin. But if it's close in any of these states, people will just say it was stolen. Well, yes. Uh, look, I mean... You could go back to the Democrats uh, in 2004. Now, 2000 was an incredibly close election. You had two states, two states that were within 1,000 votes. Here, you ha- in 2004, it was 118,000 votes in Ohio, and they still said it was stolen. And, they, and people went on television constantly and said the election was stolen. And those are Democrats. Republicans will do the same thing if given the opportunity. They will say it. I think the, the one issue is, A, Donald Trump is saying it before it's happening, mm-hmm. um, which is a little bit different. And, B, he seems to be saying it in environments where, he's not, where it's not even close. I mean, he, when, even when he was losing by 10 points, he was saying it was going to be stolen. Uh, but you're right. If it's close. See, that's the problem, though, with these national polls and people just looking at the national polls. Because if you look at the national polls and you don't understand that it is all about the individual states and the electoral college, if you don't under if you're not if you're not focused on that right now, I mean, quite honestly, if Donald Trump, I think if I were running the Donald Trump campaign, I would be in North Carolina, Florida, and then I would be in New Hampshire and Colorado and possibly Pennsylvania, right? Uh, possibly. I, 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 I would at least be in New Hampshire and Colorado uh, and North Carolina and Florida. I would make sure that I've locked those states up where I had some indication to where if I lose them, uh, there's no coming back. And B, I've got to pick one of those off. So pour into, find which one your data tells you you have the clearest path and then just pour everything into it. Yeah, I mean, and I would be doing that to the nation. I would be saying, look, nation, I need everybody in Colorado. If you're a Trump supporter, I need you to come in Colorado. I need you to knock doors. But he doesn't have the ground game. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think if you're the Trump or honestly the Clinton campaign, you need to look at this lean Democrat column as your swing states. I mean, if you're Donald Trump, Florida, I mean, you got to put some resources into it because you have to have it. But if you're wasting resources in states like Florida that you absolutely have to win, you're not focusing on states, one of these states that you have to pick off. Um, And, you know, with Hillary Clinton, like she shouldn't be trying to take out, you know, wasting time in Arizona, for example. She's been campaigning in Arizona. Well, you got to, you know, you don't need Arizona. You need to make sure your defense is okay in these states, New New Hampshire, Colorado, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. If you hold those and, you know, there's there's pretty much that's pretty much the list. If you hold that, you could also where it's where it's close in Florida, it's worth because Florida, North Carolina in particular, yeah, those Ohio two, as well. At some yeah, level. you hit you hit those three and then your firewall states. Yeah. And this is how we have this map exactly arranged, which mm-hmm. is there's seven states uh, in the middle that are, are super high uh, because there's two uh, groups in North Carolina and Florida. Hillary Clinton is doing very well among with Hispanic voters. Very well. Uh, in fact, historically well among Hispanic voters. And that's not because she's given, I mean, I'm telling you, they could change. I think the GOP, even if Donald Trump wins, the GOP is over because we have lost the millennials. You lose the kids. You lose those under 30. I hate to call them kids, but you lose the people under 30 and you lose that generation. It's over for you. And how is he doing in millennials? Everything Uh, I've seen up to a month ago 
was horrendous. She he is doing. She's terribly, bad too. He's doing terribly, and this is the same story with African Americans. He's doing terribly percentage wise, but the turnout for those two groups is lower than it was for Barack Obama. This is, this the, is a positive for Donald Trump. This is That's why the, they had the voter suppression efforts. This is the opportunity for a new party in four years. You find a way to to coalesce around the principles of, uh, you know, really libertarianism and, uh, and constitutionalism and, I think, traditional values. Remember, each generation, we're, the, 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 the millennials are a lot more conservative than we are. They just don't know the principles because nobody taught them. So it, we have an opportunity to go after that, what the GOP is doing right now, and I think the DNC with Hillary Clinton, is just keep, keep the people over 65, keep the people over 65. You have to have them, but there's no farm team coming up for either. Who's got the, uh, and the, the Republicans might, with people like Justin Amash, they might have the next farm team, but they're not doing anything to help them. Somebody's got to be working on the farm team. Okay, um, when we come back, will you just tell us uh, which state you're going to pick or do you think you can pick a state you think he could win? You, you think about When we come back, Bank of America just reported their largest institutional clients have now sold stocks for a record 21 consecutive weeks. Separately, in third quarter, huge hedge fund investors have pulled $29.2 billion out of the market. Smart Money knows something is not right. And depending on who wins, there could be a massive disruption uh, in the market. People are looking for safety right now. Are you? I want you to call Goldline and find out if gold or silver is right for you. Call 866-GOLDLINE. Buy with confidence with their price guarantee program. This is the only company that I have ever purchased gold from. The only company that I would uh, would ever purchase uh, from. I know these people personally. I have been in business with them on their side. I, was, I, I wasn't advertising for them. I was a client. I believe in these people. Call them and read the important risk information and be secure. 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. So what are you saying, Stu, as we look at the Electoral College ratings? What are you, what are you saying to us? Because this is saying... I'm saying... I mean, look, the, 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 the landscape is changing and it's moving towards Trump because of this FBI investigation. So these things become easier. Swinging, so hitting. which state should he go after? If I were him, I... I, you know, I Colorado, right? I would go after Colorado. Colorado's a good Michigan. one. The thing about Colorado, there's a large Gary Johnson vote that will likely shrink. Um, yeah. The issue with that one, though, is it may very well be pot-type people that might go to her. Way. So, I mean, Michigan's Michigan, an interesting one, I think. Yeah. And he was there. Glenn Beck. Mark. 
<laughs> I didn't know that. I, huh. Hello, America, and welcome to the uh, program. Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton. It is neck and neck in the national polls. The Electoral College is what you really need to pay attention uh, to. And, and we are in a place where anyone will say anything. WikiLeaks is saying that they have something even bigger coming out this weekend. I wonder if this will fulfill our prediction of WikiLeaks releasing something without enough time to actually verify if it's true or not. Nobody seems to care about the connection of WikiLeaks to Russia, but they are influencing our election. But we're also spreading lies about people. I don't know if you've heard about one of the candidates. They're gay. Did you hear that? Yes, they're gay. Now, it's wrong for someone to say that Hillary Clinton is gay, right? And there are people on the right that are saying, you know, she's uh, she's having a love affair with uh, Uma. That's why she's... Okay, all right. Okay, thanks for thanks for stopping by. Everyone knows that's wrong. But when it comes to a third party, hey, everything is fair game for both sides, right? Evan McMullen responds right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Presidential hopeful Evan McMullen, who is in neck and neck with uh, Donald Trump and uh, Hillary Clinton, is far behind in Utah. Welcome to the program, Evan. Uh, a Great white to be with na- you, Glenn. Good. Uh, a white nationalist, which we'll get to in a second, came out and said something, but I first noticed this coming from a state senator and a former bishop um, saying, hey, look, all I can tell you is, you know, this guy, he's been in the CIA, he's worked for Goldman Sachs, and he's a 40-year-old man who doesn't date, I'm just saying. Yeah. (laughs) How did that that make you feel? I I expected from the white nationalist. How did that make you feel? Well, I, I can't say, Glenn, that it's a surprise, candidly. I mean, this is the kind of campaign that Donald Trump has run, and, and many of his supporters have, have joined in that approach. Uh, in, the past, uh, in the past week, uh, in the past several day, or past few days especially, I've found that my faith has been attacked, my service to this country has been attacked, my mother has been attacked, they're spreading mm-hmm. lies about who I am. And, and even we're now we're receiving death threats from the white supremacist movement. But, you know, I, I knew this would come. Wow. I knew this would happen. I knew, I knew there would be opposition. But I will, will tell not you, be Evan, intimidated. Evan, I will tell you this. Um, first of all, I'm sorry for the attacks on your mom. I don't know what anybody uh, would have Terrible. you do. Apparently, I, I guess you're supposed to disavow, disavow her. your mom or something. I don't know if you were supposed to punch yeah. her in the stomach or what you were supposed to do. But, <laughs> right, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, our, our, our heartfelt uh, uh, thoughts and prayers go out to your mother. Um, Thank you, the, uh, I will tell you this, Evan, uh, that when I just endorsed Ted Cruz, I knew politics was ugly. I knew uh, what, you know, what was possible. But there's a difference between knowing that and experiencing that. I will, right. I will never get near that cesspool ever again, <clears throat> ever again. 
So you can't tell me that you knew this was going to happen. There is a difference. Well, I knew that I knew that I would be attacked. I knew that my service would be under attack. Uh, I knew that people mm-hmm. would attack me on on all fronts. I knew that would happen. I I think you're not prepared for it until you you experience it and you go through it. So I, I understand your point there. But but look, I, you know, I, I saw that Donald Trump attacked Ted Cruz's wife and his father. You know, I mean, this is this mm-hmm. is the kind of campaign they run. You know, other surrogates and supporters of Donald Trump are are attacking my faith. Uh, calling me, saying that I'm part of a Mormon mafia, and we've had fun with that. Which, by on, the way, online, yeah. it's a bit a very popular. At least, at least in my neighborhood, the Mormon mafia showed up my house uh, for trick or treat <laughs> a couple of times. <laughs> there, oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. I had to ask yeah, exactly. what they were. They were all dressed in black with with like fedoras, and I said, "What are you?" And they like the Mormon mafia. <laughs> did, you get a picture, did you get a picture of that, Glenn? Uh, I don't think I did, but I, I can ask uh, Tanya. She might have. Yeah, let's try. Let's get one. That'd be a lot yeah. of fun. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you know, we're we're all having fun with it. But but you know, on a on a more in a more serious way. I mean, this is this is an attack, and there have been other uh, attacks on on my faith and and on my my personal faith. But then on on the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, which is the the church I belong to, uh, as as a part of what we're doing and a part of Donald Trump's opposition to us. Uh, but look, I, I wear it all uh, as a as a badge of honor. You know, I. You know, th- that robocall uh, said that I was gay. I'm not. I'm straight. I've never had to defend that about myself before. Um, you know, the, the the man who did the robocall was on a local radio station in Utah yesterday and gave me the advice that I should get married and have children. And I said, well, at least that's something we can agree upon because that's, that's my lar- <laughs> my biggest ambition in life. But, but you know, they've going after my mother, they, they can, point can, out wait, wait, my wait, mother's... Wait. Hang on just yeah. a second. Before we get into your mom. Yeah. Was this a credible radio station that had the white nationalist on? Uh, yes, actually, it was. It hey, was. Uh, can, I, can I ask a question? Because I saw this white nationalist on a, a network, uh, a cable news network, and I don't want to say which one because I don't remember which one it was on. Yeah. Since when do we listen to white nationalists and their advice? Right. Since when? Yeah. Were they presented well, is- in a credible way? Uh, you know, halfway credible. I think when you have them on at all, I think it, it helps lend credibility to, to them and their cause. Yes, it does. You know, it, it's it's truly unfortunate. Donald Trump's campaign of bigotry <clears throat> has brought these people out of the caves. And now they're just, just a month ago, they held a big, uh, big press conference in downtown Washington, D.C. That never would have happened in the last couple of decades. But now they feel empowered. And you know what they said, Glenn? You've got to watch this tape. You can find it on YouTube. I can send it to you. They talk a lot about how they don't agree with the idea that all men and women are created equal. That much we know. But you know what they went on to say, Glenn? They went on to say that they also didn't support the idea of liberty, the cause of liberty. And that was a huge wake-up call for me. I mean, I was already in this fight when this happened. I was already in the race. But when I realized that, you know, of course, if, if you're not, if you, if you don't agree that all men and women are created equal, then it follows that you're probably not for liberty. But they said it. They made, they made well, a case white, that, yeah. Many white nationalists are also neo-Nazis. Nazis are national socialists. So, of course, they don't agree with freedom yeah, that's right. and choice. They're national socialists. Um, that, that's that's right. I mean, but they're they're saying this openly and in a way that I hadn't seen it before. We know they're fascists. We get all that. But 
but they were they made a case to talk specifically about liberty and we do not accept liberty so yes i mean but these are the, these are people who are supporting donald trump and he's his 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 campaign is is fueled in part not entirely let's be clear about that and not everyone who supports donald trump agrees with these guys but but these guys form a large part of his support and this is what we're up against glenn and this is what we are fighting for and it's 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 fitting and it's 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 right that there would be this opposition, and I'm proud that this is the opposition we're facing because it means that we're fighting for the right thing. I think we learned a lot, by the way, uh, in this campaign from uh, having the white nationalists finally be uh, open and honest about their opinions. I mean, yes, I, I, it I, is I'm good. fine hearing from them because – in reality, if you don't hear from them, they hide and they do these things in private. I'd I just don't like. Them. I don't mind exposing them. I yeah. do. I do mind taking them seriously. And and I didn't oh, yeah, hear yeah. the interview on whatever station. I did see it um, on on one of the cable uh, stations, and it may not have even been him. It may have been somebody else. But they were they were not talking about his white nationalism. They were talking about Evan. And I'm like, what? Right. How are we? Wait, let's talk about the the guy bearing the message here. That doesn't that doesn't that bother anybody? Yesterday we right. we talked to somebody who um, you know my vote is coming down to a couple of people. You're one of them. Um, Daryl Castle is another one. And yesterday um, I t- I asked him a few questions about Russia, and I believe Russia is deeply involved with the oh, with, yeah. with the white nationalists. Um, yep. And and with this 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 neo Eurasian um, kind of philosophy, are you familiar right. with that at all, Evan? Well, well That's I'll, a... just, I'll just yes, uh, Glenn. This is what this is what Vladimir Putin does in Europe. He he promotes these white nationalist groups, and then he and then he finds leaders of them, and then promotes promotes those leaders. And he does that. And, and this is Glenn. I, you know, this is just so fundamentally important. He does that to attack the principles. Uh, on which these dem- on which these democracies are based, the idea of equality and liberty. He wants to attack those because Vladimir Putin is smart enough to know that that uh, that the United States, the power of the United States, and the power of some of our European, many of our European allies, allies ultimately comes from these ideals. You know, we have differences yeah. between the way we look at the, the role of government and all that between our European allies and here and all that. We, we know that. But but uh, but Vladimir Putin wants to undermine the cause of liberty and equality in these countries because he knows that if he does that, he will weaken those countries, weaken the United States. Our, so much of our power, Glenn, comes from the fact, from this cause of liberty. Countries around the world want to work with us, cooperate with us, be led by us when necessary. And, and that is an enormous source of power, and it keeps uh, authoritarians, expansionist authoritarians like Vladimir Putin in check. Now, if he undermines our values, then he undermines that goodwill. Then our power recedes, and then he has a freer hand to do more of what he does, what he's doing in Syria, what he's doing in Ukraine, what, he, what he's doing in Western Europe by undermining their democracies, by, by, by promoting these white nationalist movements. He's doing that right here in the United States, and it's tragic that he is the Republican, that Donald Trump, his man, Vladimir Putin's man, is the, is the nominee of a major party. It's, it's perhaps the, the largest intelligence success uh, in modern times that, that Russia has had. I agree. I assure you me, that in the Kremlin, they're, going, they're, they're just wildly uh, excited ecstatic. about the success they're having. 
Uh, Evan, I'm going to ask you in advance, I'm going to let, warn you, that, and warn the audience, this is an extremely unfair question because I don't know anyone, honestly, that could answer this question yes. So, but I, if there's anybody that might, it might be you. And bonus points if you can. Can okay. you explain uh, neo-Eurasianism? Do you know what that is? Well, I, I, I actually, I have not heard that term before. You mentioned that. Is that, is that something that you're coining, or is that something no, that, that is No, that's something that Dugan and Putin's people have coined. I, I just I wondered, you yeah. sound like you, you're aware of it, you just may not be aware of the, the term. The term, um, yeah. Because it's, it's something that I don't think anybody is aware of, and it is the root of what's happening with, with Putin um, and you sound, uh, the only reason why I asked you is because you sound like you, you get it. And I didn't know if you, if you knew it by that name or if you just instinctively have been watching Russia and you know what's You probably would have had to have read Alexander Dugan's book. Yes. Evan. <laughs> I don't yeah. think we'd expect you to have yeah, read that. No, I, I don't spend a lot term. of time reading yeah. Dugan's work. That no, probably. that's but, fine. That's but, fine. But yes, but this is, this is what he's doing. Yeah. Cause we're, we're seeing people that are dismissing, um, Russia and, it is so clear they're interfering with our with our politics. And, you know, especially Donald Trump supporters, 48 percent say that um, he uh, that uh, Putin is an uh, is a friend of the United States. Yeah. Yeah. And on the other side, we have Hillary Clinton, who we're being told is going to start, you know, World War Three with right. with Putin. How, how do right. we deal with this? You're president of the United States. What do you do? Well, first of all, that is absolutely bogus, the idea that if we elect Hillary Clinton, it's going to start World War III. Now, if we elect Hillary Clinton, it's going to do enormous damage to our country, period. But uh, the same is true with, with uh, her, her, her fellow big government liberal, Donald Trump. Um, but, but this is Putin is trying to scare the American people. He's trying to influence the election in a number of ways. It's, it's RT America, you know, the, the Russian cable yep, network yep, here yep, in the United yep. States. I don't it, you know, it, that is something they, they sow seeds of, of uh, skepticism in our democratic institutions. Uh, it's, it's very, its purpose is to undermine our faith in our, in our system, in our democracy. Uh, and look, our democracy is not perfect. We're blessed to have it. It is not perfect. We can all admit that and still be proud Americans. We can make improvements to it. But we are so fortunate to have what we have. And yes, let's improve it. Let's make it better as we go. Uh, in accordance with the Constitution, but but you know they are they are trying to sow seeds of of uh, skepticism in the system so that uh, Americans uh, let go of of, Amer- of of foundational American principles, and so that weakens our country in the way that I described earlier. And I only we've got have... it, and it, it's it's the hacking, it's all this other all these other things, the promotion of the white supremacist movement, all of this. Okay, I only have one minute. Stu has a, a question. Yeah, Evan, I'm a, I'm a numbers guy, um, and yeah. uh, I've, we've seen a lot of numbers being thrown around here. So I want to g- give me your number answer on this. We have mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton proposing a $275 billion structure, uh, infrastructure stimulus. We have Donald Trump proposing a $1 trillion infrastructure stimulus. What is the Evan McMullen stimulus number? Well, Stu, I may disappoint you with this one, but I think we're asking the wrong question. The reason why this question is so hard to answer is because we don't have the money. The reason we don't have the money is because we refuse to reform entitlements. That's what we need to be talking about. We need to reform entitlements so that we can uh, bring down our deficits and our debt. And then we have more money to spend on things that are important. Infrastructure is important. We do need to spend money on that. 
Right now, we don't have it, and that's why the math spend money on infrastructure or spend money on a stimulus. On infra, well, on infrastructure, but okay. you know, I, yeah, on infrastructure. Okay. But th- uh, so th- this is the this is the problem. We're, we keep talking about infrastructure, and we're avoiding the the real problem is entitlements. That's we need to fix that. Then we have mm-hmm. then we have the finances to do other things we need to do. But right now. Yeah. We, we are not reforming entitlements. They're 66% of the budget. In 10 years, they'll be 78% of the budget if you include interest payments on our debt. We've got to get those under control. And then things like infrastructure aren't such a big deal. Evan, uh, our best to you. And uh, good luck if we don't speak again until um, the election or after the election. Good luck to you. Thank you for Thanks, being, a de- being a decent human being and our best to your mother and your family. Thank you so much, Glenn. Thanks, Dave. All right. Take um, here's our sponsor this half hour. No, she didn't think, think Pat. Um, or Jeffy. Jeffy's, I mean. Well, no, he's not, no one's going to thank Jeffy, but I think he was in the middle of thanking Pat at the end. You have the right to defend yourself and your family. Now, everybody runs to the store to buy an AR. And my guess is that if Hillary wins next week, that gun sales will go through the roof again. And if they do, people will be buying ARs. Are you going to walk into a store or a place down the street carrying your AR, you want a handgun. There's, there are, in comparison, the number of handguns in the country is minuscule. Find something that you can carry, something that you can uh, have by your bedside, something that will keep you safe. Now, buying a handgun for personal protection is very personal. You've got to do your own homework. You have to feel the gun. You have to fire the gun. May I suggest you start doing your homework by going to bondbeck.com. That's bondbeck.com. Second Amendment, no matter how you slice it, is going to come under attack. The best thing you can do is to be able to have a gun and defend yourself. Bondbeck.com. Go there now. Bondbeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. You sure? I'm concerned about that. I mean, can you believe he didn't, didn't disavow his no, mother disavow and tell us that he even hates say her he... guts and wants nothing more to do with her? No. Can you believe he didn't do that? No, he wouldn't even call her any names. His mom, he wouldn't even call her names. He didn't say he wouldn't disavow punching her in the stomach. The white nationalist is right. He is okay with it. <laughs> what, a, what a ridiculous thing. Oh, my gosh. This is the weirdest election cycle. And to oh Trump's, uh, by far. Trump's campaign has come out and, of course, immediately disavowed it. And they no. did, um, which, you know, you'd expect them to do. Well, I don't think that. I mean, I don't think that Trump coordinated with the white oh, no, no, supremacists. I, that's, well, that's why I bring it up. I mean, yeah. he's, I, mean I think quite clearly he didn't. Um, but. You know, it's it's an interesting thing to see that come down because, you know, I don't think that this helps uh, Donald Trump in the state of Utah. I got to believe the people oh, in Utah are like, it doesn't oh, you're going to try that here? Well, we'll show you what that means. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, that's how I would react to it, I know. Um, you know, I, to me, that like someone someone like that tries to push me into voting for somebody, it just makes me more, more resistant to it. Um, but again, you know, I mean, 
these people are always out there, always saying crazy things. And, and one of the quirks, and a correct quirk, um, of our elector, uh, of our election system and our First Amendment is that these stations can't even r- turn down this advertising. Um, and in a, way, in a weird way, it's a positive that this idiot white supremacist is allowed to say these things on the air. Yeah, no, I'm. Um, I, because of free it is this. My concern only came from what I saw on television yesterday. Yeah, you know where they weren't talking about him being a white nationalist. Yeah. Hey, can we can we just spend a few minutes on? You're a crazy lunatic. <laughs> So everything else that comes out of your fat face, uh, we take with a grain of salt. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. in the blaze teacher caught in a video dancing to f donald trump in class while in trump halloween costume there's no indoctrination happening there right no uh despite reopened fbi probe clinton maintains lead in virginia but it is shrinking the report we talked about earlier george w bush might vote for hillary clinton that's crazy it's nuts <laughs> it's not gonna happen uh, you know what i think it will it's not i think it will I, I think they. I think the Bushes they can't do that. They, that's the, no way. I think they will. Can I explain it? Here's what. Here's where I think George Bush thinks. I think George Bush thinks he is dangerous. Absolutely not presidential. Yep. Um, will burn the whole thing down. Mm-hmm. Um, Hillary might be corrupt. She might be doing things that I d- don't agree with. You know how I feel about what, you know, Bill Clinton was doing while in office there. I would never want those two in the office, but at least they're not going to burn it down. I think that's the way Bush would be thinking. He, I think he thinks, for instance, there's, you know, the presidents, they always, this is his good old boys club. You know what I mean? Barack Obama and George W. Bush will be friends after this. Because there's this thing of, you know, there's only four of us on the planet that had this job. I can relate to you. And so I think that they can relate and they know that they know that Donald Trump is not going to be calling anyone at night and saying, hey, George, can you give me some perspective on this? You know, you dealt with this. Not a chance. Not a chance. And I think you have to I think the president has to have that lifeline. Do you think Barack Obama did that? No, and I think that's part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Barack Obama... Barack Obama has the same stance that Donald Trump is. Who do you counsel yeah. with? I keep my own counsel. I mean, Donald Trump just says it, but that's what Barack Obama does. He thinks he's smarter than everybody else in the room. And that's why we have the foreign policy and everything else that we have. All the people around him treat him that way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I think that uh, George W. Bush, I, I can see all of them in the Bush family. Obama does not have the respect for the presidency that George W. Bush No has. way. No, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Not even close. No. Not even no, close. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's, well, I don't think, I, I mean, I don't think Michelle 
And it's not about a respect thing. I don't think Michelle liked it at all. I think, Michelle, if you would have given Michelle Obama a choice to live in the White House or to live in a house across the street, she would have lived in the house across the street. Because I just don't think, I think she saw that as... Um, by slaves. Yeah, built by, a building built by slaves. I think that's how she sees the White House. I don't know if that's true or not. I just think that, you know, they have said things like that, mm-hmm. um, that it was a house built by slaves. Now, I don't know if that, and, and I also don't think she likes being the first lady. And that's not a slam on her. Would you? Would you want to, really, would no, you I want to be want the to first be, lady? No. no would I you want to be the first man? Would you want your spouse to be the president of the United States? I think it would be better. I think it would be easier on the person. She's bossy who is, enough without, you know. <laughs> Boy, no kidding. Can you imagine power. having to call her Mrs. President? <laughs> no, thank you. You're doomed with your wife. Can I get in to see Madam my wife President. today? Yeah, can oh. I get in to see my wife today? No way. No way. Krauthammer uh, also has said that Clinton is drowning in the wake of this FBI investigation. Where is Krauthammer on this? Is he a Trump supporter? Is no. he? No, Kaham uh, is not a Trump supporter. <laughs> Kham, where do you get Kham? The hammer. <laughs> he is not a Trump supporter. No. So what is he doing? So he's I, with George I don't know Will. That he has said, I don't know if he, if he said, but he's not. Is he a never Trumper? I think he is. I think he is. Uh, yeah, never Trump. He never has Hillary escaped type. the pillory, hasn't he? Seems like. Yeah. No. Seems like. Let's see. He is. Uh, he has a, a column here. Skimming here. I know he's been very anti-Trump, also very anti-Clinton, obviously. Clinton campaign has argued Podesta meant released when he wrote dump, a claim Krauthammer disputed. We had this argument earlier um, this morning, Stu. Um, according to the emails released by WikiLeaks, Clinton's campaign chairman, John Podesta, told colleagues, we're going to have to dump all those emails after a uh, news report revealed Clinton's use of a private sc- server. Um Dump means that you're releasing something, but you're doing it in a way that will disappear, he said, Krauthammer, adding that the Clinton campaign's instinctive reaction in scandalous situations is to dump, is to hide, is to cover. What's happening now is she's drowning in the cumulative effects of the WikiLeaks releases and of the FBI deal. He argued that Clinton is struggling to get her message out after the revelations. When you have to bring Alicia Machado back on stage four weeks later, you got nothing left in the tank. It's amazing. They don't. I mean, for all this brilliance the really Clinton don't. machine supposedly has, I mean, all evidence indicates that they um, did not have the Access Hollywood tape. And can I tell you that something? came from Access Hollywood essentially just digging it up. Yeah. It was not like a thing they were holding on to the right time to release. And, uh, you know showing i mean what have they had they've had some of this russian server stuff they've tried to get some stuff some traction on some, some of the russian taxes. connections they keep bringing up taxes alicia machado's back on stage they have they released three ads yesterday all of which were almost exactly the same which were republicans who were going to vote for donald trump and then were turned off by the tape going back to the tape again access hollywood access hollywood access hollywood and it's like well i mean they do not seem to have that bomb of opposition re, uh, research that they were planning to drop. Well, what's really interesting to, um, uh, to me is if Donald Trump wins, he's going to be, they're going to say, see, he beat the Clinton machine. No, WikiLeaks did. WikiLeaks is controlling this election. I don't know. I mean, the WikiLeaks thing didn't have much traction. I mean, these things have been coming out for 20 days. Uh, I haven't seen anything 
that, ha- that has turned the tables. The FBI is the thing that's turned these tables. I mean, he was tightening the race a little bit anyway, but that announcement, I mean, you think without so the WikiLeaks, Do you think without the WikiLeaks that would have been as massive? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do think yeah, so. Maybe, I mean, if they had because clo- they made such a big deal about closing this investigation, it's over. We found nothing. They were able to put that scandal behind them because of that announcement. Everyone came out on their side and gave him credibility, Comey credibility, and said, this man's honest. He's unimpeachable. His character is unimpeachable. Look at how amazing this guy is. And then to 11 days before the election, he comes out and says there's an active investigation going on. We found more stuff. I mean, I. It's it's impossible to overstate how massive that is. What happens to Comey and to this investigation if she wins or if she loses? What happens <laughs> if she wins? He is looking for a job. Uh, if uh, if and if he, if he's for a lucky, job. Uh, if he loses, he's probably vice president. I mean, he might as well be vice president. It's that big of a deal. I mean, honestly, with the way the ground, it wasn't impossible for Donald Trump to win a week ago. But he was in a position that basically was impossible. Certainly never been done before. Uh, Instead, with this announcement from the FBI, I mean, it seems to me just looking at it from the surface that there's almost no way a candidate could lose if if your opponent gets an FBI investigation launched 11 days before the election. How on earth could you lose that election? Fox was uh, Fox yesterday was was talking about that Ronald Reagan gained nine points, flipped nine points in the last, what, 10 days. Um, but that was... One poll, though. Is that one poll? Yeah. I mean, he, so misleading, then. Yeah. Uh, but they were saying that is because of the debate. And they also had a debate very close, right? Yeah, right, right. They said it was after the debate, and there is no more debate. There's no other shoe to drop. And, um, you know, they said unless the FBI or somebody else, WikiLeaks, comes out with something huge, you know, he might be able to do the 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 historic swing outside of that one because of the debate, I think, was four points. And so you could get a four point swing. But I think this is unique all the way around. You see that Budweiser pulled that Amy Schumer ad. Yeah. Yeah. They pulled them both. They stopped the whole Seth Rogen whole thing. Campaign. So hear me out on this. So great. Hear me out on this. Why did they pull the ad? I think they probably got well for one thing. Beer sales were going down. Yeah, and didn't work. It didn't work. Okay, but what was it that everybody was upset about? Uh, I mean, I I didn't hear much reaction to it, honestly. But I think a lot of people were just first of all, it was just it was not funny. It wasn't funny. Number one. Secondly, it was overtly political. Political. Did you guys see it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Over. I didn't think it was. I thought it was like, hey, we're this and we're this, but we can come together and just have beer together. So I didn't think it was overtly political myself. Now maybe I misread it. I thought it was more, you know, hey, it doesn't matter where you stand, uh, we can have a beer together. What the real complaints were was normalizing um, gender differences. So she said in there, uh, you know, and there's lots of different genders. You know, he said, whether you're a man or a woman, and we don't have to be specific on genders because there's lots of, and they cut, they cut that off. Um, and that apparently was the part that got the most reaction. Mm-hmm. Now, if indeed that is true, as I was thinking about this last night, I was thinking that shows that America is really tired of the political correctness. They're tired of of 
what they deem as nonsense back and forth, especially when it comes to the government forcing a belief one way or another down your throat. They're tired of it. Mm-hmm. And it, it goes really to this should be a slam dunk for Donald Trump. This should be a slam. This would have been a slam dunk for anyone else, not just because she's so corrupt, but because of what that that uh, history professor said yesterday, who was declaring that it would be a Donald Trump win, that people have had enough of this for eight years. They've had enough. And if if there was somebody who was credible that was saying, look, enough is enough, enough is enough, it, 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 it would have been a slam dunk. He just had so much other baggage along with him that it's making people say, yeah, I know. Jesus, is his baggage worse than than the baggage we've been living through? That's the problem. Right. Uh, And, uh, you know, but when you have – this is the difference. It's two political parties launching attacks at each other. When that was the stance, Hillary Clinton was winning by eight points. Now it's the FBI doing it. Yeah, the FBI is saying these things are bad, and and so when- but what I'm saying with the Amy Schumer thing is, is they pulled an ad. When's the last time you really saw an ad pulled that you know? Well, it's a high budget ad, and it wasn't working. I mean, yeah. honestly, I you know, yeah. we, okay, so it's not, so it's not working. Right. So it's not even working. Right. You've said this before, Glenn. I mean, how many times? Like, you can get away with overt political crap and stuff if it's funny. Right, it's got to be funny. And those ads were not, not funny, funny at, all. at all. It was much more about I, – I, we, we were kind of walking through how this happened. And it, to me, it struck me as you have two high-profile people, Seth Rogen and Amy Schumer, both you know, hot characters in, in, the, in, in Hollywood. And uh, they come out and, and maybe they don't want to do it or they want to get – and they decide, well, we're going to design it the way we want it and you're not going to stop our messaging. I mean, Amy Schumer has went from a, a very funny comedian to a person who has been nonstop message police – uh, for the past year and a half. Yeah. And, and that transition seems to be more important to her than being funny anymore. And that's what will wind up sinking her career and everybody else's who does that. It's, mm-hmm. If you take away the priority of, of executing your craft, uh, then you wind, up, uh, you wind up getting, you're on the wrong side of that. I mean, every single time that happens. And I think that's what happened with these ads. They weren't funny. And I think that was the biggest part of it. My favorite uh, comment about those ads was, were, uh, I don't get it. Everybody I know loves Amy Schumer and Seth Rogen, head-scratching Brooklyn copywriters. <laughs> uh, now this, some good news. If you're self-reliant, you can endure any hardship, regardless what happens. Doesn't matter. We're going to get together next Tuesday. We're going to watch, you know, gather our friends and our family, and we're going to watch the election results. And I don't know which one is better. We're hoping that one is better than the other, but I have no idea. I don't know what the future brings. I know that if we stick together and we are self-reliant and we're, we take responsibility for our own actions, we're going to be okay. This all begins with saying, I'm going to be self-reliant. That means, do you have access to emergency food supply? Now, we always think of emergency food supply as some catastrophic thing. Not just not being able to make the budget. We have food supply for a myriad of reasons, but one of them is if if I lose my job, how do I pay for the groceries? Pat went through a horrible period in the 90s where he lost his job and couldn't find a job for a long time. Got out of radio. I mean, just couldn't find anything. Um, the stress on you, Pat, being able to afford groceries, 
lessened because... Oh, yeah, because we had food. food supply. Yeah. Food supply. Please, put yourself in a situation where you're not panicked. Visit preparewithglenn.com and get one year's worth of food for one person, three meals a day, for $997. You can't find that price anywhere close to that, anywhere, limited time. 800-946-2325, 1-800-946-2325, or just go to preparewithglenn.com. Do it now, preparewithglenn.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, we want to uh, leave you with this. This is uh, Corey Lewandowski with some good news for Trump supporters that uh, Trump is is getting um, many more Republicans behind him than Hillary is getting Democrats. Listen. Donald Trump is getting right now about 86% of the Republicans that are voting for him, which is a higher percentage than Hillary Clinton is getting of Democrats right now. His numbers continue to increase. Her numbers continue to decrease. So at the end of the day, Mike Pence talked about this. Republicans are coming home. States like Arizona are going to be off the table. You know, it was a week ago, a week ago, where they're saying Hillary Clinton is going to win in Texas and Hillary Clinton is going to win in Georgia. You know what they're saying today? Hillary Clinton is going to Detroit, Michigan on Friday because she is so desperate to keep that state that she Allison, has to go on campaign there with four last word for I don't, I don't want to hear anybody saying then that the... Remember Trump has lost this election for Donald Trump! Well, he's, he's, got getting, a, he's getting more Republicans than she's right, getting Democrats. Right, according okay. to the Trump campaign. According right, to the yeah, Trump according to the Trump campaign. campaign. <laughs> and beyond that, we've said that f- from the beginning, that the third-party people are all from Clinton. Very few are from Trump. The third parties are going and taking from Clinton. And those are cold, hard facts. See you tonight at 5 in the vault. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.